Welcome to Laughter, Dirt and Education, a podcast recognising and celebrating our rural and remote educators. From teachers, principals, teacher aides and gubbies, they share their real and inspiring stories of educating our bush kids. Come along each week for the often crazy and inspiring stories of education and see why these amazing educators do what they do. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I am just loving, loving, loving um, my chats lately. I just take inspiration from everyone I chat to and people I talk to on my Instagram and Facebook. And before I get into the episode, I just want to say thank you all. I reached 500 followers recently on Instagram, which seems very small in comparison to a lot of accounts. But to me, it means a lot. I'm a huge believer in celebrating the small things. Anyway, let's get into the episode. I got to chat to the beautiful Beck Henham, who, after one email in uni, kind of changed her entire life path. So I found it really interesting. It kind of gives me goosebumps to think that her life would have turned out so differently. But I love chatting to her and her enthusiasm for rural and remote education is so obvious in our chat. This is her story. Well, Beck, thank you so much for jumping on this afternoon to the podcast. How are you going? I'm going good. Thank you very much. So thank you for having me. No, thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with me over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name's Beck. I, in July, I will have finished my second year of um, teaching. I am originally from Brisbane, so I'm born and raised in Brizzy. And I went to university in Brizzy as well, which was, I guess, all right. I mean, wasn't the best uni in the world, but you got to make do with what you got. And I've got my mum and my dad and my little sister down in Brisbane as well. So they're cheering from the 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 bottom end of Queensland I guess you would say and I'm currently living in um remote northwest Queensland which is so you're very fun. far from home <laughs> very far from home but you know what I wouldn't have it any other way oh that's really good to hear so <laughs> did you go straight to uni like was teaching always on yeah. your radar hundred percent like um so what my parents tell me is that when I was a little when I was a little girl like my sister and I five years apart and um I would play like pretend teachers with my sister (laughs) all the time and my parents knew from then onwards like I would be a teacher and I think it's just kind of stuck with me I've always I've, I've always loved what teachers do like I remember in primary school I would look at my primary school teachers and just be like they have such a cool job like they can come to school and they can play all these games and they just have such a great time and then I I just I just absolutely loved my teachers in primary school and then I got to high school and my homeroom teacher in high school I think she gave me the more realistic side of, of teaching, but um, I think it made me even more passionate to want to become a teacher. And how my high school teacher got me through high school was a huge, huge motivation for me just mm-hmm. to, 
uh, to become the teacher I am today um, got me through the highs and lows of high school and I probably wouldn't have been able to do that without like high school without us so I wanted to give that back like I wanted to be that kind of teacher for other students because I know that there are lots of kids that are in my like would would kind of be around my like my the the highs and lows of teaching Mm. I guess so I wanted to wanted to help them through it and I think just kind of stuck with teaching and then after year 12 I went straight to uni and I did three and a three and a half years um, like uh, the, the uni that I went to, like did accelerated programs over the summer and yeah, then went straight out into the teaching world. So I was very young when I was, when I got into teaching, but um, I mean, COVID happened. So I wanted to travel, but COVID didn't allow that. And now I'm teaching in a remote community, but always what I've wanted to do so yeah yeah I was going to ask so when you did your pracs or anything was that something you looked into like rural and remote and I guess where do you think that came from because you grew up in Brisbane so that is a completely different world what has made you interested in that well funny story in my third year of uni I had a friend and she got an email from like our PRAC officer at uni and it kind of just put out an opportunity for um, any of any uni students that were going on PRAC to go up to the Torres Straits. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just like, I want to do this back. Like this sounds like so much fun. I want to go and do it. And I was like, oh, great. Cool, cool, cool. And then she sent me the link and I, I had a read. And I was like, actually, this sounds really good and it sounds like something it sounds like something different something that I would not do and with previous personal experiences like I just closed myself off from everything just kind of wanted okay I'm going to be a teacher and then I'm going to teach in Brisbane and then I'm going to grow up grow old and then done but and that's how I've always lived just a kind of one straight line this is where, where I am. This is my goal. And doing like doing a practice so far away in such a unique context was just like, oh, why not? Let's try something different, you know? And so I didn't even talk to my parents, didn't talk to my sister. I called up the PRAC officer. So like my friend sent me the address to the thing in the morning and I sent my application in by that afternoon, hadn't talked to wow. anyone. I was just like, oh, this sounds like lots of fun. And I was just like, well, what's 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 the worst that could happen, you know? Like mm. I go up there and like, hey, I don't like it. And that's fine, you know? Like then mm. I would have had an experience, I would have experienced what like remote teaching was like. I would have seen how I go by myself like living by myself and um yeah I went up there for six weeks six or seven weeks and I just I fell in love I I honestly can remember how much it just changed my life just one small thing and I was just like ah it'll be a blowover just completely changed my whole life I went up there and I was just 
just the the people there, the culture, mm. like learning about such a beautiful, beautiful culture and the kids. Like it was, I went up to the Torres Straits in one of the outer islands, so there weren't many kids. Like the like how you develop relationships with those kids, you know, it was just it was amazing and the staff there like they wanted to be there and mm. their love for for teaching you know it was just like whoa and everyone was so tight-knit and we went on adventures every afternoon and the kids would join along and it's just like it was just incredible I absolutely loved it and then I came back home and I was just I kept raving on and on and on about it and from then onwards I was just like well that's it I'm not going to be teaching in Brizzy I don't want to it's just there's too many people here I liked it where there was just small numbers small space I like 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 a tight-knit kind of community and then there's like open space everywhere else and I was just like well next year gonna go rural remote again um but then when when my prep came up I was like well I might choose to go rural to see the difference Mm. between remote and rural so I went then to a a rural school which was it was good like um, once again beautiful school um, lovely kids great adventures on the weekend Um, however like it was it was a bigger town and I didn't really like the bigger space like I liked it a bit more smaller I guess and then when I graduated I kind of just put my resume out anywhere in Queensland like I had no I was not fussed with where I went and the school that I'm currently at called me up the afternoon of like when when I sent out my resume and they were like you want to come out I was like like, like I don't have like any any partners or kids or anything like that and I knew that my parents would be supportive of mm. me just pursuing my dreams and my passion so they were like alrighty and I was like cool so it's definitely I guess like yeah. you said if you didn't get that email from your friend like that probably wouldn't have started any of mm. where you are now it's crazy to think that isn't it yeah hundred percent hundred percent and it's just it yeah as you said it's just crazy how it's like one small thing can like completely change your life you know and like I'm forever thankful like I will always keep going to that like my uni friend and just saying thank you you know thank you so much like you don't realize how much of like an impact you made because it was like one small email you know we both kind of like oh it'll just be a fun adventure you know something different something unique but like it it really turned into like what I want to do for the rest of my life like I do not want to be going back to a city school like I can't see myself going back to a city school because Mm. just life out here is just unlike anything else you know so can you give us a little bit of like context how far away are you so did you drive up there like I know you're remote so I guess what is like your closest big town for facilities and stuff like that 
so so for like for your big grocery shopping and that type of stuff I would say our closest city is Mount Isa which is Mm -hmm. seven hours driving away um and even then like during wet season at the moment we're currently blocked off from everyone we're like an island right now all of our roads are like just covered in water which is just great because you can't go anywhere you know it's just fabulous and you can't swim over the water because it's crocodiles (laughs) it's just great um but I I took a plane up which is Mm -hmm. two plane pit stops I guess but like majority of us drive um but just not during wet season because apparently there are quite a few cars that are like stranded on the other side of the river which is great (laughs) so yeah just a little bit away from everyone but yes how we like it yes you've definitely jumped in the deep end like I love remote living but that to me like that's really remote do you find like do you have your own car up there when it's not wet season or like how even other teachers what do you find is the go there normally so I personally don't have a car but that's because uh, my roommate has a car Mm -hmm. Um, quite a few of us teachers don't have cars but there are like enough for everyone to fit in when we go out on the weekends to go somewhere so we've got quite a few creeks um and rivers around us where we'll go on the weekend to go camping or go for a swim or we've got um like a small town just an hour both sides of sides of us where we go to have dinners and that type of stuff um and then again like we kind of all just jump into a few cars and all make our way down like I I thought when I was coming up here like oh no need to buy myself a car or else I'm not mm. going to be able to do anything whereas you come up here and everyone already has the same like has similar interests to you so it's like there are people that will go to the river and you can just grab a lift with them as when they go to the river or Um, you want to go out for dinner one afternoon and there'll be other people that want to go and you can just grab a lift with them it's so much easier Um, but in saying that like I'm also saving up for a car Mm -hmm. to bring out here because I mean during the holidays I'd like to explore more areas like while I'm up here may as well go and go and have a look at the surrounding areas so yeah but that's a work in progress <laughs> yeah and I guess when you're like you're a graduate teacher you're really starting from the start so I guess that would have been such a major expense at the beginning if you went and bought a car to take up there when you 100%. haven't really started your job yet so yeah mm-hmm. no I can totally understand that <laughs> yeah there's there were a few there were a few teachers like majority of us are graduate teachers but some of them had cars and some of them brought cars up over the holidays it's just we make do whatever we've got (laughs) yeah definitely so can you tell us a little bit about when you started so you said you graduated mid-year and um you graduated when I guess the pandemic all kind of started like 
the world had gone a little bit crazy and I don't like talking about COVID all the time, but I guess it's part of life and it would have had such an impact, I guess, with your graduation and moving up there. 100%. Like um, I graduated I graduated mid-year and I, like I wanted to get out of Brizzy, but I wasn't sure kind of like if I would be able to leave. Mm. Um, but when I got my position, they just said, um, like, just make sure that you go go to the doctors, make sure that you're not showing any of the symptoms and then you're able to um, come up. But um, I know that for a lot of people, it wasn't an easy case like mm. that, um, which is which is a bit sad, but um, I was quite happy to get out of Brizzy as it was all starting. Like, yeah, I was I was truly grateful. Like I'd be calling my parents and they'd be like, like so and so many cases today going into lockdown and we'd be like, Okay. Just chilling. <laughs> Just chilling up here. Got no cases as of yet. No lockdowns here. Yeah, it's kind of so far so, removed from um, it at the time. Hey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But then we didn't imagine it to go this long. So it's like every holiday is was like a can I go back to Brizzy or do I have to mm. stay here? It was like I've always been on edge going back and forth on holidays. And I think it was July holidays last year and it was like a couple of days before I was supposed to go back home. They called like a three-day lockdown and I was like, <clears throat> yes, seriously? <laughs> that was oh, great. Yes. So when you obviously started halfway through the year what grade did you teach like Mm. how was that stepping into a school halfway through the year um so when I got my position I was I actually took up an LRT position Mm -hmm. which is just kind of like it's like in our context it's a teacher that's inside of the school um and kind of relieves teacher for extra non-contact or if there was a teacher away I would take their class or um, if everything was smooth sailing, then I'd just be like an extra support inside of the class. So to do extra reading, because um, we have a massive literacy program at our school. So mm-hmm. it's like an extra teacher to do reading or to take kids out and do like a um, like a more personalised group work kind of thing. Um, so I was really grateful to go into that position um, for the six months, so from July until the end of 2020, I was yeah. in that position, which was really good because it meant that I was able to get to know all the teachers, able to get to know the kid, the kids, and I was also able to see like how the school runs, um, the different types of ways that the teachers implement the programs into um, into their classrooms. Um, but then towards the end of the year, um, there were a few teachers that left. And so my position kind of got changed. So I went and helped um, the year sixes because, like, we have two teachers in one classroom, mm-hmm. um, which we're very grateful for. Um, and that's just to make sure that there's extra support inside the classroom and to help 
with our literacy program. Um, and so I went and helped out with the year sixes there. And then I was also on high school as well. And um, I kind of stayed there for like halfway through term three. And then all of term four, I was kind of high school year six teacher. Yeah. Um, which was really good. Definitely out of my comfort zone once again, because I was like, I'm going to be an early years teacher. Yeah, little <laughs> kids. And then I get high schoolers and kids that are taller than me and I was like whoa (laughs) um but once again like a big big learning big learning curve because I was just like I actually really like the older kids Mm. like I'm just able to gel with them a bit more able to have those conversations with them able to have that banter um and I also like I actually got to see the early years teachers in action and it was like wiping their nose and everything everywhere and I take my hat off to early years teachers because they're just another breed of teachers and a phenomenal breed of teachers I must say (laughs) I was just like "Mm -mm. nah I can't do that so I was like I'll just get in between and then last year I was a year four teacher and then this year I've been I've been really lucky to move up with my class. So we only have one one class per grade. Yeah. So I was able to move up with my year four teachers and my year four kids this year to year five, which has been was hopefully going to be really exciting because I already know them, already got those relationships. Mm. So we can just start from day one, not have to do the whole process of let me getting to know them listen to me yes we've already got those rules established and we've already got those relationships established so um I'm really looking forward to seeing how this year goes yeah that would make it so much easier being able to move up with a class especially I guess in that context where there is only one grade one class per grade sorry because you're going to have all those kids how many kids do you have like in your class what are normal class numbers like there so on a roll mm. we have it will in in for my grade we have 35 kids enrolled however attendance is uh, is definitely a big influencer um out here and I would say on a good day we have oh, 16 to 20 Mm-hmm. Um, but on a normal day, I would say around 14-ish, somewhere yeah. around there. Um, and then I've got I've had days where there's been like five kids. So yeah. it's definitely it definitely ranges. Um, and especially throughout the year in term one and term four, we'll see a big influx in attendance. Um, and that's usually the kids. Um, wanting to get into the pool, aircon, mm. those types of stuff. Um, I know at the start of the year they kind of want to suss out the waters, see like, oh, should I come, should I not come type of thing. Um, and then term three and term term two and term three is usually when it drops off. But once again, it's also a bit cold. So it's like trying to get out on those cold mornings cold winter mornings for these kids is a bit 
a bit of a struggle, but it's a struggle for me as well. So, yeah. <laughs> and I guess that is probably quite prominent. Like I'm sure without a doubt, your school is not the only one like that. I guess just the culture of community and things that go on up there that mm. would cause such a fluctuation with your numbers. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like we can have days where like it's just been really unsettled in community overnight and then the kids haven't had enough sleep and then they just don't come the next day. Yeah. Um, we can also just get kids as well, like who haven't been attending regularly since prep. And then by the time they reach year four, a lot of them have this, this thought of like, oh, like I'm too dumb to come to yeah. school now. And that's not necessarily the case because like all of us teachers just dif- differentiate for any, for any skill like I in my class I know that I have kids at benchmark for year four for year four and then I have kids who are still learning their name still learning the alphabet and you know like it's just it's such a huge span but like we all all of our teachers just cater to to what our kids need yeah um, depending on the day I guess but yeah and how do you cope with that like I see myself I love that routine and I guess I know this sounds really silly but like in a mainstream classroom if I said I had 20 kids in my class I know that I could have 20 photocopies or something ready for them because Mm. look one or two might be away with events or being sick and stuff how do you how do you I guess forward plan with that because like you said you have some people like at benchmark and then at learning their name like that is a massive thing to differentiate and I know like we differentiate anyway but you still need to cover I guess that year four curriculum and like you said some may not have been there for weeks how do you find that especially I guess as a grad like you're still in your early years of teaching that would have been such a huge um like learning curve Mm. Uh, it is and I in all honesty I don't I still don't feel like I've got my head around it yeah um but it came to the point where like we would know kind of regular numbers regular Mm -hmm. students um I also know like we also kind of started to see like patterns in attendance so like there would be some kids that would turn up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and not Monday and Friday. Yeah. Or there would be um, a kid that would come like one, like one of our low attenders last year, he would do like Monday come to school, Tuesday off, Wednesday come to school, Thursday off, Friday come to school type of thing. And so we would like we kind of knew, okay, well, they're starting, we're starting to see some patterns. We'll make sure that then we've got the resources ready for them Monday, mm-hmm. Wednesday. Friday um but one like I think flexibility was something that I definitely had to learn um Mm. and that was it was also like we would have the resources ready but not necessarily printed out because they wouldn't um like we didn't know if they would come or not and we honestly didn't want to get rid of the toner and the paper because it's it's hard enough to get out here anyway so like we would always have it ready on our laptop 
Um, and then since it's myself, another teacher, and then we would have like um, an IEW, which is um, an Indigenous education worker, mm-hmm. um, would have one of those in the class. And you can easily just go into the laptop, press print, and just get someone. You could even get one of your good students to go over to the library and collect it. So I think that's that's the way that we kind of managed around like the 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 ever kind of going attendance and with the curriculum I think we just kind of got to a point of like okay a kid he is here for this day let's try and see what we can get out of this kid yeah Um, so I, I like I didn't I didn't give them the assessment and go okay write me a story I would mm-hmm. see, like, take it a few steps back and be like, oh, hey, buddy, can you draw me a story or can you draw me a character that you would want in your story? It's like it's still evidence and they're still ac- accessing the curriculum. However, we can't go and give them an assessment that they haven't been here for. Mm. And that took me a while to learn. I definitely didn't do that in term one. And I was just like, why are these kids getting good results? Yeah, And that was definitely a big learning curve for me in term one. But I came into term two and I was like, okay, I've got to bring my expectations back back of these kids. Mm. And if they're not here not my fault it's not their fault it's just what happens yeah and so we just give them what we think that they can achieve um or what they can just give a go by themselves and we'll just use that as evidence um and we i i i found that that was a lot easier um and it also made the kids feel a lot more successful as well which is what like if you want a kid to come back out here, you've got to make them feel successful, you know. Like, I mean, that's for any kid in any school. Mm. Um, but, like, if you're going to make them feel like they can't achieve anything, then they're not going to come back to school. Um, and so giving them the, the curriculum opportunities to still feel successful, it was, like, a big bonus for everyone. And um, we also have, like, a lot of behaviour problems out here as well. Like, I wasn't setting them off. Like, I wasn't just giving them, all right, complete this assessment, Um, even though you haven't been here for several weeks. um, And then they'll just go fly off their rails. But Mm -hmm. I was giving them something that they could do, something they could feel successful at, and they weren't, like, blowing up, which I was just like, all righty. Sounds successful to me. And I guess that's really like working with the context you have because obviously Mm. that context is so different to others and you've obviously had to, I guess, change probably even your belief of what teaching should look like maybe to fit that. Oh, definitely. I've, it's even with like, presenting like even my teaching pedagogy I was Mm. always I always had my beliefs and my views about what teaching was supposed to be and was was supposed to look like yeah being out here you realize that that's that's not the case and that's not gonna work so rather than sticking with what you think is best and what you think teaching is supposed to be 
you go, what do these kids need? What's going to help them? And then you kind of cater to that. I'm really grateful that, like, I had a really supportive team out here and majority of them had already been here for a while so that you could go to them and you could be like, okay, well, I've had a kid that's come in and that's come in and he hasn't been here since the start of the year. Like, what can I do to help him access the curriculum? Because I admit, I didn't know everything when I came out of uni, yeah. in all honesty. I don't think uni even prepared me for this. No, but definitely then you not. Go to your ex- you go to your experienced teachers who have been here before and they know strategies that might help and you and you just gain a wealth of information from them and you don't have to use exactly what they say you can cater it to what you think might work for your kid Mm. but it's better than just going in with a fixated view of it's my way or the highway because sometimes your way ain't the right way yeah so yeah no I think that's wonderful that I guess you've learnt and I think that even as a teacher you're going to have to change sometimes your personal view on things and take on Mm. those who have been in your shoes before in that context to be able to help you so obviously like that would have been such a huge learning curve and I'm sure it still is something you work on constantly so I guess do you enjoy that though like obviously for you to still be there in such a remote context like a lot of people completely honest like I probably wouldn't have coped with that and that's just the person I am Mm. so I think obviously you must enjoy the whole experience even with that difficulty. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. I 100% love this. I feel as though us as teachers, don't we already have a love for learning? You know, mm. like, that's why we have become teachers. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I, I completely understand that there are people that, like, won't come out to a rural remote community and like that's their uh, that's their choice you know um and I mean in all honesty if you want to come out rural remote go for it like just give it a go Mm. um if if you even if you're thinking about it you know um and lots of like I've met lots of people and they say oh like I don't think I could and it's just like oh because I've seen these teachers and these teachers and they do this and they look like this and it's like well no honestly if you just have an open mind like may as well just give it a go yeah um but I honestly just I love it out here um I think it's definitely grown on me like when I first came out here I was like what the hell did I get my myself into (laughs) um but it was just over time like you really learn the kids and these kids are the same kids that you can get at any school like yes just because I am where I am it's not the reason like I'm a teacher I'm teaching kids these are my kids you can find these kids in any other school around the whole world you know yeah um yeah, it's, it's, it's just an incredible experience in, like, being able to learn their culture and their history and their language has just been absolutely phenomenal. Like, I've I've learnt so much from these kids. Like, I honestly feel as though I've learnt more from them than, I, than they have from me. 
Yeah. So I think they're the greatest teachers in the whole entire world. Oh, that's lovely. And before we go, Beck, <laughs> you have an Instagram. Can you tell us a little bit about it, please? I've got an Instagram. Um, I do. Um, my, I guess I kind of left it a little bit. Um, but I am so super keen this year to kind of share my experiences just a little bit more. Um, I think last year I kind of got really overwhelmed with first year of full-time teaching um, and this year I'm definitely wanting to share a lot more of my experiences um, inside and outside of the classroom because um, when you're out in a remote community, your teacher hat doesn't come off at 2 30 or whenever the school bell goes like we are we are teachers even outside in community like we'll go and do events and we'll go and see the kids down at the river um go and see the kids just around town when we go to the shops um uh, so I think my Instagram is kind of just showing everyone what the life of a remote teacher is like And for some people, like, they have come in contact with me about remote living and that type of stuff, people who who are wanting to kind of give it a go. And I'm I'm always so supportive of it because it's such a great experience. And for some people, it's like they come out here and they say, oh, it wasn't really what I was expecting or this is not really for me. And that's fine, you know, like as long as they've kind of, had an experience um, and they're able to kind of justify why they don't go out rural and remote. Like I feel as though there are lots of people that say, oh, I don't go out rural or remote because you're so isolated from everyone and it's not the case. Like I want to show people that you're not as isolated as what you think you are. Like I feel as though I'm more connected here than I am in Brisbane. Yeah, like, yeah, and I, there's definitely something that I want to kind of show um, to people and hopefully this year um, I'm a bit more in touch with my Instagram account and I'm able to share those experiences just a tad bit more. Yeah, no, I think that's really great because I guess, yeah, if you go out open-minded, you can then decide whether you like it or not, I guess, if you, and that's the beauty of social media, like you can show people what it's like give them a little like inside like through the grid of Instagram I guess like what life looks like for you and then that might like you had three years ago four years ago now like that email maybe that's what could set people up on that pathway of remote teaching 100% and if that ever happened like I would be the, the happiest person in the world like I've done a few um like uh like I went down to the Teach Queensland Fair last year with um one of one of my other staff members and just talking to to teachers and to to pre-service teachers and to experienced teachers and they're all wanting a change and they're wanting to experience something different and to be able to say, like, if you come out rural or remote, like, you definitely are experiencing something different. You definitely are going to get out of your comfort zone. Um, 
but it honestly makes you a stronger person. You know, you grow so much out here. Yeah. So, yeah. And I guess even that is such a unique opportunity, the fact that you got to go to the teach like that fair because I remember going as a pre-service teacher talking to teachers and I guess that's you if you had stayed in Brisbane I guess probably wouldn't have had that opportunity like that is amazing in itself Mm -hmm. yeah 100% and like the the knowledge that I'll come away like I plan on staying out here for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, but when I do move on to another school, like I'm bringing the knowledge that I've gained here and I'm going to be implementing that into my next classroom. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's invaluable. Like you, you won't be able to get it anywhere else, you know. Um, so I'm extremely grateful for it. Definitely, I guess, yeah. I think sometimes it shapes your life, not just pers- like professionally, but also personally. Mm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I do. I do. I do agree. Like I definitely feel like I've become a different person to who I was when I was in high school or even my first mm. couple of years of uni. Yeah. Yeah. So it's oh, well, been Beck- really special. Yes. Thank you so much for jumping on. I've loved hearing your story. And it's so it's really good to hear passionate rural remote teachers and you've but I think you've kept it real too. Like it's not easy. There's days obviously like it's going to be hard and I think you're still so passionate about it and it shows if you go in with that open mind, like I said before, and give it a go, like they're the teachers we need. They're our kids deserve teachers who want to be there even through the hard times. So that's really lovely. Yeah, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you as well. Like seeing you in person, like you you see your posts on on Instagram and that type of stuff, and you're like, oh, how lovely would it be to have an actual chat with her? And then you actually get to ex- like meet you, and that's just it's really special. So thank you for having me. No, it's been wonderful, and I hope you can hopefully get out of community soon when the water resides to. <laughs> But we'll see how that goes for a while. <laughs> I think I think that's going to be the case. We've been told by a community that it won't be until the end of term. So, oh my goodness, that's a few weeks <laughs> still away. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Last of Dirt in Education podcast. I can't wait to bring you a new story from rural and remote educators each week. Make sure you are subscribed to your favorite podcast platform and follow us on Instagram to keep up to date. Until next week, thank you.